Hello and welcome to today's episode of Hooked on Homeschool. I am really excited to have on today's guest. I don't even think a lot of us think about needing an attorney on our side 24-7, but you know what? You never know. If you want access to an attorney 24-7, so that way you can get your parental rights defended, you can have someone there for you while you're homeschooling, then this show is going to be for you. We are going to dive deep into everything that you need to know so you know what your rights are as a homeschool mom. So I'm so excited to go ahead and introduce to you Bradley on my show. Hi friends, are you ready to homeschool but you're just not sure how to begin? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind? Are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule and embrace a completely different approach? Do you find that your child is exhausted from those long days at school, followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings again. How about instilling a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child? Witness their true passions unfold as you go on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. Hi, Bradley. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me on. It's good to be with you. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so this is something I don't even think a lot of people maybe even heard about or understand. So tell us what Heritage Defense is, why we need it, and just a little bit about your company. Yes. Yeah, so we're a nonprofit organization started in 2010 to defend the parental rights of Christian homeschooling families. And we started it because we saw a lot of families would have social worker knock on their door for lots of reasons, not just because they're homeschooling, but lots of other reasons. And they're to investigate them and to want to come in their home and interview their children. And as attorneys, we were representing these families dealing with these investigations. And we saw that the families that had an attorney from the very beginning, normally these things went fairly well. Yes, still stressful, but minimally so. But then the ones who got attorneys later or didn't get an attorney at all, these cases a lot of times would go sideways and they could be very traumatic for the family. So we started this organization. That way families would have somebody to call 24-7 and it's all included in the membership. And uh, so that's what we do. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so how would CPS know to show up at your doorstep? Does someone tell on you or is CPS like, how does that even happen? Does someone see you do something wrong? Because homeschooling is legal. So let's first say that in all 50 states, homeschooling is legal. Anybody can homeschool. Okay, so then why would CPS show up at your door if you're homeschooling? Or is it just if you're a homeschooling family? Or is this for any parent? Well, this certainly applies to every parent. You know, our ministry, at least right now, is is focused on homeschooling families, limited to them. And and let me just address that real fast, why we're focused on homeschoolers. First of all, we are homeschoolers. I'm a homeschool grad. I'm a homeschool dad. My wife and I are homeschooling our five, or I was going to say five boys and five girls. 
and uh, and we love it. And both my wife and I were homeschooled. But our focus is really on homeschoolers because people who have their children in public school and private school, of course, their parental rights are just as valuable as anybody else's and should be protected too. However, when you walk your child through that door, you give up a certain a certain constitutional protections, Fourth Amendment protections of unreasonable search and seizure and things like that. So you have way more of those in your home. So that's why right now our ministry is limited to homeschoolers. And that doesn't mean somebody has to be at home 24-7. It just means that the majority of your child's education is taking place within within your home. You can still be doing it you know, with different kind of co-ops or programs or that sort of thing, as long as the majority of it's taking place at home. So that that that's why we focus on homeschoolers. So I just wanted to address that first off. Okay, so Bradley, tell me what are the reasons that uh, people will get reported? Yeah, so like I said, it, it uh, the ministry is for homeschoolers, but it's not just for your right to homeschool. You know, there's other organizations that have been out there, like HSLDA, for example, have been out there defending right to homeschool, and they do great. But like you said, homeschooling is legal in all 50 states. People aren't really very often being investigated because they're homeschooling. So that's why we started this organization to kind of pick up and defend all those other parental rights, all those other reasons why someone may show up at your door. So it's going to be any kind of false allegation of child abuse or neglect or any kind of overblown allegation. So a lot of times these will arise from medical community, from you visit to a doctor or a hospital. Maybe there's a misunderstanding. Maybe your child has a certain kind of an injury or certain kind of condition that turns into an automatic CPS report, even if they don't have any suspicion of child abuse or neglect. A lot of hospitals and doctors have policies in place that if a child has more than one recent injury, if someone under two years old has a head injury or a suspected head injury, things like this that are just automatic reports to Child Protective Services. So that a lot of them come from there. We may have neighbor, disgruntled neighbors who, who don't like your family or your kids are loud or they're always in my yard or, you know, get off my lawn kind of thing. And, you know, they, they report or maybe they just misunderstand something. And instead of coming to ask you about it first, you know, our society is very much a report people. Don't, don't try to have a relationship with people and ask people, hey, what's going on here? Just report them and let the let the authorities figure it out. And that's that's where we are as a society. And so that's what happens. And Or you may have a child get out for a few minutes, two or th- three-year-old, or a child with special needs gets out of the house, and someone sees them wandering around, and maybe they're only out for five minutes, but that's long enough for someone to see them. They don't know where they're from, so they call the police. The police have then reported to CPS. Maybe you have, again, disgruntled family members that don't like the way you're raising your children or the things you're teaching them. And there, there can be a whole lot of reason when we've seen – I would say we've seen it all, but I'm sure there's some, there's always something new around the corner. But we've seen a whole lot of different reasons, even people from church. We've even had people from a family's church report them because they made a prayer request. They actually went up, the church invited people to come up and pray with a prayer team. And someone, someone went up and you know gave a prayer request like, hey, we're low on money right now. We're just praying for the Lord to provide. And, and, and this person's like, you know what? And just a well-meaning person on the prayer team, but they were like, you know what? This family needs child protective services to help them get access to services. And it's like, yeah, that's not really what they do. <laughs> and so. Yeah. So what is the job? So we all know what child protective services is. And it always seems like they you hear that it they always go after the people harder that are actually the good people. And then you hear about child abuse and all these things. And you're like, why is that child still 
with that family. So why does it always seem like the parents who are actually loving and taking care of their kids have issues with CPS more than somebody who is actually doing some harm to their child? Yeah, well, first of all, it seems that way because that's what most of their investigations are of innocent families. So according to their own data, which I think it's actually worse than this, but this is bad enough. According to their own data reported to the Federal Department of Health and Human Services, over 90% of reports made to CPS are unfounded. But, they, and, but yet they investigate most of those, and over 83% of those investigated are unfounded. So most parents, <laughs> most parents who are being investigated, it's kind of like, you know, if you hear someone that's been arrested for a crime, you know, most of us assume like, oh, well, he probably did it. But when it comes to people being investigated for CPS, you can most of, you can say more, it's more than four out of five of those. It's unfounded. They didn't do it. Because when someone calls CPS and makes a claim, no matter what, they have to go out, regardless if, if a mad neighbor did it, they have to go out. They don't have to. There is a screening process. Some states are better than others as far as screening those out. I mean, there's data on all that, but but some states are not very good at screening those out, and they just, you know, when in doubt, check it out. And the problem is checking it out can be pretty traumatic for the family involved. Yeah, and you're having to defend something that you think is right and someone else's opinion is think is wrong. So it's really not fair. I, I could totally see that. Like you don't want to have a lawyer on your side. You don't want to have a, an attorney because then you feel like, okay, so how does someone, how do you get someone to say like, well, I have an attorney just in case, but you don't want to feel like you're feeling guilty. So it's always, they always say you don't like attorneys until you actually need one, but you always want to have one on your side. So you have a, so tell us a little bit about your program. You have a membership and why someone would need one, I guess, just in case, right? That would be the. Yeah. Well, I like, I like the way you put that. Yeah. No, no one likes attorneys, but that's why attorneys make lots and lots of money and people are willing to pay them lots of money. But no one likes them though, but that's, that's uh, because when you need one, you need one. And the problem is with this is that, you know, the average hour or an average cost of one hour of attorney's time is about $250 an hour. And so if you end up having one of these investigations or if God forbid they end up removing your children, these can turn into tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars to deal with these things. And, you know, that's why we started this organization. So that way you don't have to worry about that, right? You just pay the $19 a month or 190 a year and you don't have to worry about any of that. You can just go on being a good parent and taking care of your children and and know that if someone ever ever knocks on your door, you know, you're not going to be out any extra money. It's all included in your membership that we're going to represent you, we're going to hire an attorney in your area and we're going to do that for you. So and that's the other thing that the fear of it costing so much leads us do it yourselfers, right? Homeschoolers are do it yourselfers. We're also pretty frugal most of us. And so we're like, well, I'm just going to handle it myself for a while. Problem is doing that, as we say in Texas, you know, by the time you get an attorney, the horse is already out of the barn and it's real hard to get that horse back in. And a lot of damage has already been done as you're doing damage control. So having an attorney to be able to call right off the bat, that's why we started this organization. I love it. When did you guys start this organization and, and, and how many attorneys do you guys have? Yeah. So we started in 2010. And we're based here in Texas, but we have attorneys and all we have members in all 50 states. We have attorneys in all 50 states that we work with. They're not like employees of Heritage Defense, but they're attorneys that when we have a, a case you know, that arises in that state, we pick up the phone, call that attorney and then get that attorney connected with the family. So they're ready to go. 
and they're very familiar with so they could have they could be with your company for 10 years but it's not the only company they work for they do multiple things yeah right yeah they have their own practices as well so so whenever a, some let's say someone knocks on your door right and says hi i'm here from child protective services i'm investigating you for child abuse or neglect you know our fan, our members just say excuse me one moment while i get my attorney on the phone and then they step back inside and they call us 24-7. They get connected. They get connected with one of our staff attorneys who can handle the situation and advise them and, and talk to CPS if needed right there at the door. And then a lot of these cases need to go on, or they do go on, not need to, but they do go on beyond that. And you need an attorney on the ground with you, you know, sitting in the in any kind of meeting or interview or court case or anything beyond that. And, and we we then activate the local attorney to then uh, be there so that way there's someone in person for that. Hi, friends. Are you wanting to homeschool, but you just don't even know where to start? If so, I have got some exciting news to share with you. Did you know that I have a free workshop that will help you get started with homeschooling? Plus, I'll give you valuable tips and insights to help guide you along the way. I invite you to visit Hooked on Homeschool, where I'll teach you how to create an amazing homeschool experience right now. Take this first step towards the incredible journey of homeschooling by visiting hookedonhomeschool.com. This is almost like an insurance policy, right? I mean, you're hoping you never need you guys, right? It's kind of like insurance. You're hoping you're never, you never need it, but you're there. Are there more states that get more CPA calls than other states? Like, is it more city? Is it rural? How would you describe that? You know, it's from all over. There's, there's, I wish there was something I could put my finger on to say there's some common denominator, but I think you'd be surprised at the states that are the worst and the states that are the best. Like, for example, California is not a bad state. You would think California is going to be horrible, but it's really not a bad state when it comes to CPS investigations. But then you have states like Texas that are very aggressive CPS or Arizona, you know, where CPS is way more aggressive. And so it's not really connected really with how conservative a state is or how liberal a state is as far as the the, the politics of the state. Because even, you know, nobody likes child abuse and everybody wants to root it out. But so that means some of those most conservative states that are most law and order states, those can sometimes be the place where child protective services is given the freest hand and they're the most aggressive. And, and, and so that's something that's across the board. And that, that's why really kind of the people that are for ch- ch- CPS reform, like ourselves, are, are also on both ends of the spectrum, right? It's a very bipartisan issue. People, both Republicans and Democrats that are trying to reform CPS, but, but it's, can be a pretty difficult thing to do. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it sure can. Any government agency, I think, is very difficult to reform because you have the government telling the government what to do and the government doesn't even know what to do. So we're just all over the place. Okay. So do you have to have school-age children or do you have to have, obviously have to have children? Do you get it when you have a baby? Uh, You have 10 children. I think every now and then I hear one screaming in the background, but you've got 10. So, you know, that's going to happen. That's amazing. Five boys, five girls. Good for you. So yeah, tell us about when someone should do this. Yeah, we, it's really, we, we have people that join if, you know, even when they just are expecting their first baby because, because it's not really about homeschooling. Like I said, homeschoolers are those who are eligible for membership, but it's not really about homeschooling. It's about your parental rights and your parental rights start 
the moment of, of conception, really, but especially the moment your child is born. We have people that have issues at the hospital right after birth that call us. And so that's why, yeah, we have people you know, that, that join even before their baby's born. That way, if they do have something that happens at the hospital, hey, I, I declined this, the eye ointment or this or that, and they're telling me that they have to do it or they're going to call CPS, they can pick up the phone and they can call us immediately. But you do have to be a member before something like that arises. So that way we're available there for you to call. Oh, that's so interesting. So if you plan on not vaccinating, not doing the eye ointments and different things like that, it's probably best to call, get your services while you're pregnant. So how is this different than HSLDA? Because a lot of people talk about that one as well. Yeah, so I, I'm a member of HSLDA. My parents were members of HSLDA in the 80s, 90s when they were, we were homeschooling. And uh, they're a wonderful organization. They've done a lot to protect your right to homeschool. But a lot of these other parental rights that I'm talking about or these other allegations that aren't about your actual homeschool, that's where we come in. That's where we provide, you know, defense for all your other parental rights, CPS knocks on the door for some other reason. You know, it's because, you know, all the things I listed, medical, disgruntled family members, you know, this or that, all those things, that's what we're there for. So you can, so you can have somebody to call for that. So it's good to even have both. Then you have extra protection. I believe most of our members are actually part of both organizations. Yes. That's great. That's great to hear. You definitely want to know what's going on when it comes to the laws. Even though everything's legal, there are still people out there that will want to take you down because they don't believe in homeschooling. They really want all the children to go to school. So you had mentioned that you're an attorney and you have 10 children. You were homeschooled. So just explain a little bit about you were homeschooled and then also were able to go off to law school. Because I know there's always that disconnect of people say, but if you homeschool, you can't go to college. uh, yeah, I had no problem. This was I graduated from homeschool in 2000 and went to college and went to law school and had no problem getting into either one of those and had scholarships. And, and so, yeah, I had no problem with that. So I, I actually encourage folks, if you're thinking about law school, uh, we need more, more Christian attorneys. So I encourage that. So when you were in high school, did you just keep track of your transcripts really well, all the classes that you take that you took, and you were able to get right into that college? I think my mom did that. I, I'm not sure what the college required. I, I, that's been a while since I since we did that. But yeah, we I did have a transcript, and then I was also took college classes at community college. Actually, my very first college class I ever took was when I was 12 years old with my. My mom just said, hey, I want y'all to learn Spanish, so let's go sign up to the local community college. And and me and my 13-year-old brother, and we went over there, and they made us take this entrance exam, and I guess we did well enough. They let us in. And so we took took Spanish, and then when I was you know, 16, 17, I took a lot of dual, dual credit classes at the local community college. And so I was kind of already taking college classes before formally starting at the four-year university. Right. So, so when you became an attorney, what, what year, what, how old were you? I was 24. So I you know, graduated from college at 21 and then three years at, at law school. So 24 when I became an attorney. Wow. And, and you went down this route. This is really good because I think it really helps people. I, I hope people listening really understand that it, it's such an inexpensive $190 a year, or you just 
pay monthly. Such an inexpensive way to protect yourself from other people that maybe want not the best for you and your family. Maybe you're out with your kids during the day and they're having trouble, they're acting up and you might say something to them and someone gets takes offense to that and calls CPS on you. So you really want to make sure that you protect yourself and, and have the attorneys available. And I'll definitely have the Heritage Defense, their website, heritagedefense.org down in the show notes. If there's any questions or anything you have, you know, we could put Mr. Bradley Pierce's email down there as well. I think this is such a great, a great thing for parents to have to protect themselves. I hate to say in this day and age, but honestly, post COVID, it is different. It is definitely different. You you want to protect yourself. You're you're out and about with your kids all day long, and you want to make sure that you have someone there that has your back. So Bradley, is there anything else that you'd like to add that you can help people understand exactly what you do or anything that we haven't discussed about your business? Yeah. Well, maybe just two, two other things. And that is hopefully nothing ever happens to your family. But according to the American Journal of Public Health, over 37% of children in the U.S. will be part of a CPS investigation by the time they turn 18. More than 4% in one year, according to the Federal Department of Health and Human Services, 4% of children in the U.S. will be part just in one year. So it's it's definitely happening. And and so hopefully, you if you, you become a member, hopefully you don't have to call us, but we're here for you 24-7 if you do. But your membership also goes to defend other families across the country. So even if you don't call us, your membership's helping to provide a, a way for, and attorneys for other people to call. The one other thing is that not only does your membership give you 24-7 access to attorneys, but it also gives you free consultations. If you if you just have questions about your parental rights, what are the laws in my state, you can pick up the phone, contact us, schedule a call with one of our attorneys, get your questions answered. Maybe you're trying to navigate a situation or something like that. All of that's included with your membership. That doesn't cost you anything else in order to be able to talk to an attorney. And that's a, very valuable. We also on our website. Uh, this is for anybody, even if you're not a member, if you go to our website and sign up for our, our email newsletter, you get access to our law and policy vault, which gets you access to our our legal research uh, for all 50 states on issues like vaccine mandates, COVID vaccines, child discipline laws, car seat laws, children home and loan laws, leaving children in the car, uh, lots of other things. We're adding more all the time. So you don't even have to be a member to go get, get access to that. So I'd encourage people to do that as well. Wow. That's lots of things you hear about all the time, but you don't even think about. So I am, um, we met you guys, me and my husband met you when we were at the FPEA conference a few weeks ago. I've been homeschooling for eight, almost eight years and I, I didn't know about this. I, I've heard about defense, but I've never really, really looked into it. I, but now after talking to you, as soon as we uh, get off of this podcast, I am signing right up. I think that it is so important. And uh, yeah, everybody go to the website, at least get your email in there, get access to that vault. But for $190 a year, when it's $250 an hour for an attorney, you just want to make sure that that you protect yourself because all those other things that you said, leaving your child home alone. A lot of times right now, parents are want to homeschool, but they work. So they're leaving their seventh grader, eighth grader home. Now we know sometimes your eighth grader perfectly capable of staying home. However, is it even legal in your state to leave your child home alone? So you want to make sure that you get all this because what happens if someone calls CPS on you? I mean, you just don't even know all these things. You don't even you don't even think about that's happening every single day. Well, thank you so much, Bradley. I really appreciate you coming on the show. 
and really discussing what your nonprofit is all about, I, I really think that everyone listening should, should really protect themselves. And, and we don't even think of all the things out there that we need protection from. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Hi, friend. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and reach more listeners who could benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, keep exploring and discovering new ways to make your homeschooling a fun and enjoyable experience. Happy homeschooling! Happy homeschooling!